What is up, everyone? It is Tuesday night. I am joined by my good friend Aaron Van Buren for TCR Live. Aaron, how are you? Are you keeping warm? Yeah, uh, it's been, yeah, I went home for Christmas. It got down to probably about, it was actually minus 40 on Thursday night. Still not the coldest temperature I ever experienced. That was polar vortex three years ago in Chicago where it was minus 60. So this is kind of like a walk in the park. Um, but then I came home here to where I live in now Southwest Michigan. We had two and a half feet of snow. So uh, for the Midwestern lover like I, that I am, it's uh, right on right on March. So I'm good. Nice, nice. Yeah, here in Georgia, it's you know 30s at night, 20s at night. Sometimes I think we got down to the teens. Uh, no snow, but you know we're that's we're all living. cold here. But you know, yeah, I know that's not you call it. That's that's a nice brisk spring day for you. I know, <laughs> but yeah. like you know, here in Georgia, we're not used to that. So yeah, uh, but hey, you know, the season marches on, and it's been obviously we as we all know, a disappointing season. But there's still football. So the Cardinals played on Christmas night. Uh, you know, so Cardinals fans, we didn't get presents this year. We got lumps of coal this season with the Cardinals. Uh, but, you know, they they played a gutsy game against, you know, a Tampa Bay team that's struggling. But when you're one field goal away from beating Tom Brady with your third string quarterback, I think there are some positives to take away from that in terms of uh, the performance, even if the season overall is not – Good, but we're going to talk about that game, and we're also going to talk about the news today that you know JJ Watt announced that he would uh, be retiring at the end of the season on Twitter. He he mentioned that Koa's first game, his new baby boy, uh, ever his first NFL game ever uh, was was JJ Watt's last ever home game, and he says my heart is filled with nothing but love and gratitude. It's been an absolute honor and pleasure. So obviously, uh, you know, everyone, you know, has kind of been talking about J.J. Watt. I did a video talking about his impact, his legacy with the team um, and why I think he retired. I think it's pretty straightforward. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, let's say hey to some of the folks that are in the chat. We've got Grandizer in the chat hanging out with us. who's always doing a great job holding down the chat and getting our links in there. Thank you, Grandizer, for everything we do. We have Tony Height in the house saying AVB in the house. Um so glad to have Aaron Van Buren back with oh, us. I'm glad to have you hanging out with us, Tony. I know you're not always able to be here with the live streams, but you always listen to after the fact, which reminds me, um, I actually have set up a Cardinal Rule podcast. You can find it on Apple Podcasts and Google. And for now, what I'm going to be doing is uploading the audio from these live streams as podcasts. So if you like, uh, if you prefer listening to a podcast rather than watching, you know, the live stream, um, you will now have access to that if you go and subscribe. And at some point, I hope to do some regular podcast content on there. So please be sure to check that out and subscribe. Uh, and you can get your Cardinal Rule live streams there as audio. Uh, and if you're listening to this on the podcast, thanks for finding us. Um, so let's get into the game, though. Let's start with, with the game against Tampa Bay on Christmas night. Um, Aaron, what were some of your observations from that game? What were some of the things that stood out to you, good, bad, or otherwise? And Tony's asking on Spotify. Yes, it is on Spotify as well. So it is there. Um, so anyway, uh, what what were some of the things that stood out to you about the game against Tampa Bay? Um, you know, it's not very often I get to you know, actually see a game on a physical TV. Usually I'm streaming through a laptop. And so – to be home and have a big screen was nice, but it also just kind of like, well, here's a nice big present to this, uh, you know, 
unsurprisingly, not, you know, underperforming team. And, you know, I, I have a saying that I think I've used it in, in the Discord chat. Also, shameless plug for the Discord. Make sure you're in there. Um, the last two weeks uh, about, like, who's ready to get disappointed today? And it's just, it's like, I mean, we say it every week. It's, it's, a, it's a new way to find that they find to lose games. And it's, it's a lost season with Murray being hurt. But uh, getting to it, it was just more of the same. Um, saw a lot of com- confusing play calls. Um, you know, timeouts were still, I, mean, I think we took a timeout at like halfway through the first quarter. Um, and just, just, I mean, halftime score will tell you all it was six, six, and you're not getting a lot of production out of that. Um, yeah, I know it's Trace McStorley's first game and, you know, props to him for performing as well as he did. Um, or however you want to phrase that. Um, but I just, I think that one of my takeaways is that we need, we really need to, and I know it sounds crazy, I think revamp the wide receiving core. Um, because for whatever reason, DeAndre Hopkins isn't getting the ball. We're paying him all this money. Um, Greg Dorch looks like he's a veteran Pro Bowl wide receiver. Um, and I, I think that wouldn't be crazy to say that Greg Dorch would be a top three uh, wide receiver on this depth chart come next season. Um, because I don't see anybody else making a play for that outside of, you know, Hollywood Brown and uh, the uh, and uh, Hopkins. So I, I think there's, there's got to be more uh, just just sense of urgency and uh, like just smarter play calls overall from Cliff and there's a bunch of other stats um, that I could get into, but I see you got a super chat down there. So, all right. Well, yeah. Let me let me real quick shout out the super chat to D from Delo. Happy holidays. Much love to you and the Cards fam. Thank you, Delo, for the super chat. Thank you for being a great supporter of the channel. Happy holidays to you. I hope you and your your uh, family and friends are doing well. Hope you have a good, safe new uh, New Year's. And on a note, I'm going to the game in Atlanta, the Cardinals game in Atlanta. Ooh, so if you're going right. to be there. Yeah, so if you're go- anyone, if hey, if you are going to the Atlanta Cardinals game, uh, please jump in the Discord and send me a message in there. I'd love to, you know, I'm gonna try to catch up with people at the at the stadium. Um, but yeah, so happy holidays, real quick. JP's here. Thank you for being here. With Hollywood play with will Hollywood play without an extension? I think he will. Um, I I do. Um, but we'll see. Agent Forty Seven here. Thanks for hanging out with us. What's up? So yeah, let me let, you know. Let me kind of give you know my thoughts on, on the receiving core because there's you know there's been some concerns and some issues. I mean you know Hopkins, um, I think like I, I think there's Hopkins last year they were spreading the ball out before he got injured, so he didn't get as many targets. But the team was playing really well at that time, distributing it. Uh, so that's kind of a weird thing. This year, it's kind of weird because when he came back, he actually was getting – he was one of the leading receivers in the NFL until this last game. But Trace McSorley is your quarterback, and and, and they had to – you know, and he was trying to throw it to him, but he just couldn't get it. So it's weird. There's just a lot of weirdness with this. And, and Greg Dorch, listen, I'm with you that he needs he needs to be a bigger part of this offense – when they play him, like he puts up 10 catches for 98 yards, and that's not the first game he's had like that. Um, you know, they, right. they need to play him more. I just I, – I know people are tired of wait and see, um, but I want to see this receiving court like together intact 
with an off with an offensive line that is not decimated before I kind of decide what needs to be done. Now, listen, I love Rondell Moore. The health has been an issue. If he's healthy, he's he's really good. good he, but he can't stay healthy, right? So for me, I mean, I want to see Hopkins as the the number one. I want to see Marquise Brown on the other side across from him. I want to see Rondale Moore and and Greg Dorch getting touches in the slot. Ronda, when, when if Rondale isn't healthy, then Greg Dorch needs to be, you know, getting all those slot uh, uh, touches and targets. If Rondale Moore is healthy, they still need to get Dorch in there, rotate him in. And, you know, I want to see that. I just, it, I, I almost, listen, I, I know this season, like, it, I don't want to say it's a total mulligan because there's there's some things that have gone wrong, wrong that they, sh- I think, should have done better. But I want to see this receiving core <laughs> intact for a full season um, before I kind of start talking about totally revamping it because I think the players are there. It's yeah, I don't know, but that offensive line though needs to be revamped for sure. Um, I'll give you a chance to respond to that. But let me real quick say hey to some of the folks who jumped in here though. Uh, we've got Mikey Desert Cardinals. What's up? Thank you for being here. Appreciate you jumping in, hanging out with us. We have Jordan P. Cliff has said Dorch needs to work on understanding what to do in every play. He got benched for causing that INT versus versus Niners when he was supposed to sit in the zone and he didn't. Yeah, and. I, and you know, and you know, Jordan P has a point. Like I, I, I listen to the press conferences. I, I always watch those when they post them on the Cardinals. And you know, and they he was asked about Dorch, and he said, you know, when he's in there, he can make those plays. But there have been some, you know, and I think there's things we don't see as fans. We're making mistakes or not knowing what to do, and maybe he makes those plays when thrown to him, but then he also messes up. So I, I get that, understand that, and that, you know, people. I think the same thing goes for the rookie pass rushers. People are like, why weren't they played more? And Vance Joseph talked about in his press conference as well. With young pass rushers, they start over pursuing, and then you know, just getting pushed back past the pocket, and they 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 you know, and they don't get anywhere until they start getting that down. And I do think, like you know, they see what happens in practice. We don't. And I do think we're seeing more of those pass rushers now because they're getting it more. And I think we're seeing Dorch now part because of the injuries, but hopefully he's getting it more. But I, I want to see more of them next year. And if, even if they're making mistakes, they, you know, get them in there, let them work through those mistakes. So I'll shut up though and, and let you kind of respond to that, uh, uh, Aaron. I, I can agree with, you know, basically, you know, trying to see what this offense really can be, you know, saying suspension and then injuries and then, you know, whatever else is going on. Um, but in order to make that happen, there there has to be complimentary football played with the Cardinals, and that hasn't mm-hmm. happened. And as great as James Conner is at scoring touchdowns, he is not a workhorse back. I mean, there isn't somebody that we can get, you know, to play from, you know, from the 20 to the 20. We need someone who can be a workhorse inside there. And don't say Chase Edmonds uh, comment section, but that is not an acceptable answer. Um, We need to find someone uh, who can do that. Um, I feel James Conner still needs to be kept, obviously, but there needs to be someone else who, uh, you know, it's funny because I've been saying for a long time, the Cardinals need a power back, power back, and now we got one. And now we need a speed back or somebody yeah. else who is just kind of, I don't know, a Tony Pollard, you know, or whoever else you want to put right there. Find that first. 
because then this offense will have a better chance at that. And secondly, um, I also think the Cardinals, they, they got to fix something on defense. You know, I've been a big Vance Joseph, you know, kind of supporter or truther, apologizer, whatever the term is for a while. But when the Cardinals are, I think it was 30th in point differential at minus 83, um, something's going wrong. And I, I know it's a team game and everything, but the defense has got to be, a little, you know, at least inside the 20s if you got to have a chance at a playoff spot. So yeah. those are my, that's my response. No, that makes sense. And I, I will say, I mostly agree with you, like on the running back. Like, I think people are underselling how good Connor has been. He, he, in terms of like, I mean, just the way he kind of breaks tackles and pushes the pile and what he does on short yardage. And he can make some plays sometimes between the 20s. But in a perfect world, he is part of a two back kind of rotation, right? And, you know, we're not bringing back Chase Edmonds. I think Chase Edmonds was, was good in that role. But we need someone in that role, someone like Chase Edmonds, um, you know, you know, and, you know, JP is saying in the chat, you know, I thought it would have been, you know, and it might have been if there weren't kind of the blow up behind the scenes. Right. Um, you know, and what we need, I think, is somewhere on early day three in the draft, I think, fourth or fifth round, take a running back. Um, Tony Pollard, you mentioned that name. He's a guy I think it was a fourth round pick, if I'm not mistaken. There's a lot of good running backs in that fourth and fifth round like that. And, you know, I think what you need to do is draft. And if you look at the video I did in terms of how I would fix the Cardinals, I have running back as a position I'm taking on day three. I like Keontae Ingram's potential. He hasn't, you know, he's still a rookie. I want to see more from him. He's a little more that bigger back. We need someone who's more that receiving back. And so I think Ingram is a guy they need to kind of keep developing to be Connor's replacement as a big back a couple years from now. And they need to draft someone who's going to be that change of pace back, the the receiving back, the faster guy. And they need to kind of rotate Connor and and that, that person they draft. Um, so that I, I, you know, that's kind of how I, what I think about, all right. You know, I, I, I agree with you though. We need someone else with him um, so that he can really kind of more do what he's really best at. Um, Jordan P in the chat saying, totally agree. Connor is better than giving credit for, but you got to have an explosive back with him that can run outside zone and have some type of breakaway speed. Completely agree. I think, I think that's absolutely something they have to address this off season. I like drafting someone, but they might, because you don't want to rely too much on a rookie, I might, I could see them bringing in a, a free agent, someone not maybe terribly expensive, but someone like that. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think they need to do something with that. Um, Mikey is saying we need a duo threat back who can catch and run and stay healthy. So we have a question uh from Mikey Cart, Mikey Desert Cardinal saying, with two games left, what do we have to lose playing them a lot more? And I agree. What do you what do you think? I mean, I think we at this point, every rookie and young player, you know, Dorch isn't a rookie, but as a younger player, every player that we hope will be part of this future, let's get them snaps. Let's see what they can do. Both of the pass rushing rookies, I say start them. Tristan Hill, we're seeing, I want to see more of him. I think he could be a good depth defensive tackle. Obviously, Greg Dorch. You know, obviously we're, we're seeing, uh, you know, Trey McBride, 
Um, I, I want I'd like to see uh, more of a uh, Lucita Smith in the, in on the offensive line, get him more snaps. It's, it's, you know, it's going to be ugly, but let's get them snaps. What, what do you, what do you think, uh, Aaron? Um, I, I think that, you know, you know, based off the article I wrote, you know, on the banner right below here at AZ Sports Underground, that the Cardinals should just basically tank for the rest of the season. Um, and tank could be a harsh word for just basically saying play your rookies and see what you got, because that's how you really, you can really gain some insight there. Um, you know, and especially like there are teams that, you know, could do that, AKA like Dream Bay with Jordan Love, but they refuse to do it. And they just keep kicking the can further down the road. It's just only going to end up blowing up in their face. So I say play as many rookies as you can, really evaluate them for the mm-hmm. first time and then let the rookies play. Cause in Arizona, if you get drafted, you, you might as well just not just go home because you won't, you won't play till the next year unless you're needed. So um, I can, I can get on board with that. And uh, yeah, that's what I'd say. Yeah. Goblinicus is saying, has Connor been successful in AZ because of scheme or because of his grit? I think it's because of his talent when he's been, you know, you know, I mean, he was a good running back in Pittsburgh, He's always been, you know, that guy who's who can run with power. Uh, you know, he's had some health issues at points, but he's a guy that is a productive back in the NFL. He, uh, you know, and there, there, I don't think there, are, I don't think there are many better power backs. There's only a couple, you know, that are better at, you know, the power running game. But he, I don't think he's durability wise a guy that, like you say, he's not the bell cow that, in my opinion, that you, you know, you get 300 carries or whatever. Uh, you want him to have 150-ish carries, I think, maybe a little bit more possibly if he's healthy and rotate him. But when you have him, you, when you need those tough yards, man, no no one's better uh, on this. I mean, there's not many better at getting that. Um, so uh, I think it's I think he deserves the credit. He was good before he got here. Um, you know, and, and Jordan P is responding, you know, to that. Both he naturally faces lighter boxes with the mobile QB and taking the ball out of RPO, and that helps too for sure. Uh, but I, you know, he he's I think he's a running back who would be effective in any system. Um, so uh, Dilo uh, saying, "I'm proud of one thing after Christmas: the Broncos totally gave up on their coach and surrendered their pride. However, the Cardinals fought hard at home and showed heart. They didn't lie down like K two. Listen, I I will say I, I see you given the the." whatever you know kind of poo-pooing that i don't know i listen yes they lost but i don't know i don't know if there's another game this season that i'm more proud of what i saw from the cardinals because they're out of the playoffs starting a third string quarterback it's it would be very easy um uh to for players just kind of check out and to, to be within a field goal of beating, you know, Tom Brady with a third string quarterback and the defense played really well. I, I think they, sh- you know, they showed a lot of heart. I mean, you know, it, it's not perfect, but, um, yeah. you know, I, I, I was proud of what I saw out there in terms of their efforts. Not that it, not that they need my approval, um, you know. Um, yeah, we would have liked to come out with the win. Although if you're for the tankathon, maybe this was the perfect game, right? You know, they played hard, they showed some grit, but didn't got didn't get the win. So I don't know. I, I sense yeah. though that that you don't feel the same way, Aaron. No, because 
I, I see similarities in a lot, and stay with me on this one. I see a lot of similarities between the McCaskey family and the Bidwell family. The McCaskies have never fired a coach midseason. I don't think the Bears ever have. And I don't know if the Cardinals ever have um, in my relative short you know, duration of being a fan for 18 years. Um, so, but my thing is like, if you're going to make a change, then you want to start a new regime, new generation, then maybe it does start with that. Maybe it's a wake up call to show everyone that, Hey, like no one's untouchable here and complacency wouldn't be accepted if that's the way you wanted to go. I totally understand not doing it. Uh, and you know, trying to figure out what you have in the players as well. Um, but for me, if if I if I was the owner of the Cardinals, I would have made this decision a long time ago and just bit the bullet on the money because the one thing that you don't want to have happen is fans not start showing up to games, which has mm-hmm. already kind of started to begun happening. And I'm not saying that by retaining Cliff, the attendance is going to go down, but in a way that you want to try to prevent that and keep as many red, black, and white uh, jerseys in the stadium as possible. Uh, and I know a lot of the fans would probably move on from Cliff if they had to. So, um, yeah, yeah now, that, those is, would be my decisions. If that, I can see both sides. Though. Now, for what it's worth, I think what D'Lo is saying here is he's proud of the players for not giving up on their coach, right? He's, he's talking about how like the Broncos mm-hmm. kind of laid an egg and you know, the Cardinals in this game, fought hard and i think that's not a statement necessarily for the michael bidwill and may you know and maybe you know i think you get i do think cliff deserves some credit for 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 how he's how he's acted with the players how he's been consistent um maybe you know that maybe there's some schematic things that i have concerns with but like i think what delo is really saying here is that he's proud of the way the players didn't give up that they that they they you know hung in there and i i would agree with him but um so let's see. Um, okay, and Delos saying yes, that's exactly what he's saying. So uh, I've got a vote of confidence there. So um, you know, so let's. You know, I, I think there's. I think the defense deserves some credit. You talked about Vance Joseph. You know, kind of being an apologist, and um, you know, and I think, man, you know, that defense. There were some good. Obviously, we know JJ Watt had a great game, um, but you know, there's some other players like Isaiah Simmons had 11 tackles. Uh, ben Neiman had 10 tackles. I know people are down on Ben Neiman, but he's actually been a solid backup rotation player for us. He's at, he's one of our better graded defenders. That's not a high bar, but you know, still, you know, the, I, I mean, Marco Wilson, I'm just telling you, Marco Wilson is becoming a player. Um, people need to start getting excited about Marco Wilson, but we'll talk about that uh, more. Right. Um, but you know, it was a it wasn't a fun game to watch the offense you know james connor ran hard but the offense couldn't do much more than that the defense looked good uh but you know we're we're looking for next year right it's nice cameron thomas we saw some nice stuff from him so you know uh we've got a couple of folks who jumped in here cali kid cardinals are supposed to lay eggs they're birds bird city baby you know uh i'll tell you what I, I think the reason this year has been cursed is the new hashtag bird city football. That's I, I, I know others yep. have started a petition yep. to revoke that. Uh, and I, I co-sign on that. So, 
Um, we've got Austin, uh, Austin Hoy. Thanks for being here. What do you think about Simmons thriving in the slot? Um, yeah, Aaron, what do you think about that? Because, you know, he's, he's taken a lot of snaps in the slot lately. And that, I think that's a really interesting kind of development with him. What are your thoughts on that? So basically he's asking how he'd be is basically more of a secondary player than a box linebacker. Well, he's been playing a lot in the slot um, lately, so I think he's kind of asking, "How do you feel about that?" He's playing well there. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, the thing is, the Cardinals for the longest time didn't have a linebacker that could cover. I mean, just go back and think to all the years that tight ends would carve us up, um, and thankfully the tight ends haven't really been doing that kind of damage. Now it's just been uh, missed assignments uh, and stuff underneath, which is as a defense, I guess you're, if you'd have to take something, I'd rather take stuff underneath than deep shots down the field. Um, but uh, I, I know Simmons has been this kind of player since we drafted him. He still was the right choice at the time uh, because we needed one badly and um, he's been proving it. And I'm glad that kind of, you know, the, Isaiah Simmons is no good train is kind of slowing down here because he's proven his worth. And uh, I think him, you know, and actually Zayvon Collins, somebody who I did not like is they're starting to turn the corner. Um, mm-hmm. But it, they've still got a long way to go, but I, I would like to see Simmons play that slot more. Yeah. You know, in like, for example, this last game of his 77 snaps, 55 of them were playing at slot. You know, with PFF, they like they designate a player's position based on where they've played the most snaps. And it's been interesting because I've been watching Simmons, his 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 positional uh, designation throughout the season. And it started out at linebacker and then it went to cornerback or went to safety. And now it's at cornerback and they they don't manually change that. They just wherever he's got the most snaps, it just kind of puts him at that position so right now he has had the most snaps um at at really it's slot corner he said through the season he has had 373 snaps at slot corner uh 262 in the box which is both a strong safety or a linebacker either of those combined 106 at d line which includes edge rusher so that's primarily edge rusher and 26 at outside cornerback 11 at free safety so he's played more snaps at slot corner than any other position. Part of me wonders how much of that is just because of injuries and necessity, um, but he's playing well there. And I, you know, and the issue with him has been, you know, trying to find a position and kind of letting him thrive there. And he's been thriving. And in fact, this last game where he did had those fifty-five snaps at slot corner had uh, his second best PFF grade of the season with 83.7. Uh, his his best was against Minnesota when he had an 87.7. Another game, you know, he played 29 in the slot there on that game. So, you know, um, I think it's interesting, you know, he's, I don't know that he's a prototypical slot corner. He's kind of big for that. He's more of a prototypical safety, but it's going to be interesting, you know, it, what they do with him. Um Keith Davis has uh, got a question or com- a question here. With the Chargers making the playoffs, that likely reduces the chance of Sean Payton going to the Chargers, and the Broncos seem like a bigger dumpster fire than the Cardinals. Do you think he may come here? That's interesting. Now, the, it was a tweet. A couple tweets went out that uh, 
the betting lines have Arizona now as the favorite, at least in the betting for where Sean Payton will land. Now, betting lines are some are also a function of a couple things yeah. where they think something's going to happen, but it's also they shift those lines based on where people have been betting to try to adjust the action. So you have to be cautious about how you read into those things because those it might have just shifted in part because so many people are betting and I'm going to Arizona. They want to you know, adjust the odds so more people bet on other places. But so what do you think, though, in terms of the whole Sean Payton sweepstakes and, and how what's going on with the with the Chargers and the Broncos, you know, impacts the potential of him coming to Arizona? Well, I think the thing that would probably work against the Broncos is I'm pretty sure it was the Broncos GM came or somebody higher up came out and said that we believe Russ is, quote, fixable, end quote. Mm -hmm. And I'm just kind of like, okay, so would you rather go with somebody who's been deemed broken um, and on the downside of their career, or would you come and be with a guy who is technically, I guess, being repaired, um, but he's still in the prime of his career and has the ability to, you know, be an absolute weapon at the quarterback position. So I, I think that's going to work in the Cardinals' favor. Um, I, and I also think it's the Cardinals' uh, personnel uh, plays to a little more of what Sean Payton really did, uh, you know, quick swing passes, dare I even say like a West Coast offense kind of vibe, um, whereas Russell is that, you know, probably one of the last of stay-in-the-pocket quarterbacks. Yeah, he still has his rollout and play-action boot game, but he's not running back like it's you know, 2015, 2016 anymore. Um, so I think, you know, personnel wise, the Cardinals are a better fit, but, um, you know, the Cardinals have only gotten really lucky. I would say with one coach since I've been a fan and that was with Bruce Arians. So, uh, hopefully the Broncos conduct a fake press conference with, uh, you know, Mr. Payton and then he comes to Arizona. Yeah. You know, like the chargers making the playoffs. I just, I don't think they're going to fire their coach. That would be surprising. Um, you know, and then the Broncos. Yeah. I mean, the roster aside from Wilson is not bad. They've got some nice pieces there defensively. They've got some nice playmakers and offense. Um, but you know, Wilson, if like, they, of course they're going to say he's fixable because if you can't get him right, they are in a really bad situation because he's in a, got a long contract extension but he's old, you know? And so like, if he's really lost it, that is a mess. Um, so I, you know, they're going to say that it's interesting. Like I, I think Wilson's the kind of quarterback Sean Payton would, wouldn't mind working with in a vacuum in terms of his skill set, in terms of what he's done in the past. But the problem is I don't think he wants to go into a situation like that where, you know, with, with an aging quarterback, who's, you know, he, he retired, he, you know, he, I don't know. I don't, I think he wants to go somewhere where he's going to get to be on the front end of a quarterback's career, not the back end, you know, like he was with breeze towards the end there. Um, So I think that probably helps the Cardinals chances um, a little bit. Um, So I think that makes sense. Let me say, Hey, to a few more people who jumped in here, we've got Eric Wallace uh, hanging out with us. Thank you. uh, Appreciate you being in here with us. Uh, Let's see. Um, And then uh, let's see. I think that's the only person who jumped in with a comment. Um, and, you know, and then, yeah, the, the saints are asking, they're, you know, they're, they're putting out there that they want a first round pick or more. Will they get that? Maybe not. There's precedent for like, 
people keep talking about the Bruce Arians. I think we, we like a sixth round pick we gave up for or got for him or something, but there's also precedents like uh, John Gruden and uh, got like a, a, a sizable um, kind of, you know, uh, trade package. And I think Sean Payton is not, I don't think you're getting him for a sixth round pick. Um, you might have, I, I mean, the, the saints might not budge, but I could see maybe it being a day two pick. It's hard to know, <sighs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with all of that. Uh, the Sean Payton sweepstakes is still, uh, on everyone's mind. Um, so, you know, there's, 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 you know, there, there's a lot of questions up in the air. There's some players, you know, like, you know, that we want to, we want to see more of, but I want to shift and talk about JJ Watt. Um, you know, Watt um, announced, like I mentioned earlier at the top of the show that he is going to retire after the season. Um, and, you know, like I said, I did a video talking about that. Um, Aaron, what are your thoughts on JJ Watt's retirement, his contributions on his time with the Cardinals uh, and anything else you want want to say about J.J. Watt as he's announced his retirement? Uh, well, I would like to say thank you to J.J. Watt for choosing us. There, mm-hmm. there are a lot of other teams that he could have gone to, whether you want to label as title contenders or, you know, other teams that, you, you know, you as an individual just think would be, you know, dumb or you, you don't like the team. I think it's a, it said a lot about where the Cardinals were at that time, and especially with the kind of firepower that they had. But they had a, a meteoric fall, and thus here we are. Um, I, I I think that he he was worth every penny. Uh, he showed uh, a class as a Cardinals player that we haven't seen since Larry left. Um, and there's 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 two people in this NFL world that I or I guess three that you that I don't think you can really hate, Larry Fitzgerald, JJ Watt, and I guess Marshawn Lynch, uh, for just for just the way that they are um, mm-hmm. as humans. Okay, now if when they're on the field, Marshawn Lynch debatable, but whatever. I move, uh, I digress. <laughs> He's um, entertaining. And yes, that's and I think the humor is what got a lot of people. Uh, to be a fan, me too, even across enemy lines. Um, I, you know, as someone who, you know, is also from Wisconsin, uh, he's, he's meant a lot to, you know, our state and, um, you know, he's had an incredibly tough career with all the injuries. And don't forget, he was booed by the Texans fans when they picked him in 2011. Uh, and he turned into one of the best pass rushes we've seen since Lawrence Taylor. And he did it from an interior position. So, um, you know, uh, congrats, JJ. Uh, thanks for putting, you know, Wisconsin uh, high school football on the map. Uh, we're going to have a Hall of Famer. And uh, it, it sucks that we couldn't get you a ring, but I'm sure as hell happy that he signed with us. So, Yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, JJ Watt has... I mean, I, I liked J.J. Watt before he came to the Cardinals, and when he came here, I was just so excited. It's one of those players that I just – I'm glad I got to root for him for, for a couple seasons, you know, as a Cardinal. Uh, what he brings off the field and on the field, his character, his leadership. As much as hard knocks, you know, has been frustrating and, and challenging and difficult to watch, I'm glad we got to see some behind the scenes of J.J. Watt in his last season and, and you know, just his, his involvement – 
and I think, you know, he, 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 I think, and I talked about this in the video I did about this. I think for the, the leaders on this team that are becoming leaders, you know, the younger players, the Zayvon Collins, the Isaiah Simmons, the Jalen Thompsons, I think he helped that show them how to do that. Right. So he, he, they got to see what he does. And that, I think that's going to have a lasting impact. And, but we also talked about on the field, you know, you know, Zach Allen, the season he's had this year, I think what, you know, helped in terms of the, his development, what we're seeing from Cam Thomas, uh, you know, I, I think JJ Watt has, like you said, been worth every penny in terms of the impact he's going to have on this organization. And I'm glad we got to cheer for him here. Uh, Jay in the Bay of San Francisco 49ers content creator and a really good dude. Thanks for being here, Jay. Appreciate you dropping in here. What's good TCR. Um, I hope you had a fun filled Christmas and wish you a happy new year. Thank you. Likewise to you and your family. Good, sir. JJ Watt, a beast, one of the best D line in the last 20 years. Couldn't agree more. Thank you for dropping in. I appreciate you, Jay. Really good dude. Uh, easy news steroids. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, what the hell? Where's my notification? Sorry, Jen. I don't know. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, Goblinicus uh, says, uh, having Watt last year really made me think the 7-0 start was legit. It felt special to me. It was heartbreaking. Now it ended, though. Yeah, I mean, listen. And listen, remember the quote? And, you know, maybe we're just effing better. Oh. Like, listen. Okay. So we didn't end up being down the stretch. But that I, you know, as a Cardinal, as a fan, I just believe, I don't know, to me, fandom is about moments. It's about memories and moments. And even though the season went south, that was a moment. Maybe we're just effing better yes. was a moment that I'm always going to remember as a Cardinals fan. And I appreciate J.J. Watt for that moment, right? And so I agree, Can you right? imagine – sorry, can you just imagine if we had gone all the way and won it and just being able to say that for the rest of our lives? It would have been incredible. It would. There would have been T-shirts. Right. There would have been t-shirts. Speaking of which, speaking of which, if you didn't notice behind me and on me, there are now TCR t-shirts. Uh, I, so uh, I'm going to be giving some of these away here and there in the off season. And if you want to purchase one, they are available for sale. Um, uh, $30 includes shipping uh, and the shirt. So uh, just, just a little plug there. If you're interested and you want a t-shirt, uh, message me in discord and then we can, we can sort that out, but yes, but yeah, uh, but there's, that, there's my little plug, but yeah, like that mo imagine if we had taken that all the way that would have been right. Absolutely. A, a moment that we would all remember. And I'm still going to remember for what it was. Um, let's see a couple other comments. Asian 47. I feel bad for JJ. I want us um, I want us uh, lose his two games, but he deserves to win the final two games. Okay, so Agent 47 is saying he feels bad because from a tanking draft position perspective, Agent 47 is saying he wants us to lose the two games, but JG deserves better, right? So, you know, hey, that's fair, right? Um, Goblinica is saying, yeah, one of the best all-around good guys in the NFL. Uh, Watt and Fitz are two of the all-time best that never got a ring, 100%, right? Um, yeah, that's a Cardinals quote for life now, hundred percent. So, uh, yeah. So I agree. Like the, 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 the lasting impact of JJ Watt it, it, for the fan base, for the team. So glad he, we got to cheer for him for a bit, for sure. Um, any other thoughts, you know, and that, in fact, actually we've got a comment in here and I think, um, if you want to add more on JJ Watt, but also, uh, D-Lo is saying, 
Lord, I hope we have a new GM for next draft. It's going to be so valuable and important with that top five pick looks like we're going to have. Um, so is anything else you want to say on JJ Watt or the next topic I want to talk about for a few minutes is thoughts on directions for the off season, like what we need to do. And I listen, okay. New coach. If you know, if some, a lot of people are, you know, want a new coach, if that's your position. Okay. Let's, let's say that's a given if, if it's a new coach, if, if you'd want to keep uh cliff, then okay, that's fine. But let's talk about more. Really what I'm saying is let's talk about the players side of things. Okay. The coach thing is gonna, what's going to happen is going to happen. But like, what do we need to do in terms of uh, the off season, Aaron? Well, I would definitely say I can give you a handful of moves I'd make right now. Okay. I would ditch Robbie Anderson. I would find a way to get your trade, get rid of Rondell Moore. I don't think he's a fit here. Um, you could trade him to a wide receiver hungry team in Green Bay, Chicago, Baltimore, um where andy isabella is playing right now uh, i might add uh is he playing you know though? uh he got elevated for a practice squad so this is <laughs> andy isabella teams we're talking about um maybe they'll throw him one fly route and then that'll be it i don't know uh uh we talked about that a long time ago uh and then uh, i already said earlier in the video of the pod whatever you're listening to uh got to get a work workhorse running back um, and yes, I do agree with the GM thing, but I, I still think the biggest thing is the old line. Um, I, I think I even wrote before I left raising zona, um, go, I think it was headed into the 2021 season. Like the offensive line was still the part that they needed to help Murray the most. And when Rodney Hudson was healthy, um, it was great, um, for the most part, but right guard right tackle started to become an issue then will hernandez has kind of been up and down um and if you've been in the discord everybody knows who i who i've been pounding the table for in the first round uh peter skaronski out of northwestern uh bias aside um i think he'd be a great fit um you can move him inside um i have no worries that dude would be a solid addition to the cardinals offensive line and help kyler murray uh, get the time that he needs. So uh, th- those would be my first moves I'd make in the offseason. Yeah, like um, I think I, I, I agree with a lot of that, but not all of it. But, um, I mean, fixing the offensive line is a must. Absolutely have to fix the offensive line. I don't think you have to go after big name guys to do that. They, you, you really, what you need is five competent offensive linemen. Like you, like I think PFF folks talk about this a lot. Like if you have your choice be ha- between having one or two elite offensive linemen and then some bad offensive linemen or five solid offensive linemen, take the five solid ones, right? You don't need yes. to go big money, right? I think you keep, I mean, I, you know, I know we talk about this a lot. I know going for left tackle, right tackle is quite, can it can it work for Josh Jones? I know that's tricky, but players do it sometimes. But you've got two starting tackles and DJ Humphreys and Josh Jones. You need to find a way to get both of them at tackle. I I think you bring in back Will Hernandez. I don't think he's being terribly expensive. You get a center and you get another guard and you find a way to have five starting guys. They don't have to be elite, but they have to be legit starting players. You have to fix that. Um, and then you've got a couple of comments and, uh, you know, uh, Teddy LBZ saying, uh, out with the old and with new, let my J and cam develop. 
I'm I'm on board with letting those two play. I know a lot of people want to go after a big time edge rusher. I actually think and easy new servants here either pay or draft a set defensive line then pay set off uh, draft pay set offensive line. I I think what you do is you get an elite interior defensive lineman who can have some pass rush like Jalen yes. Carter like first round if you get him in the top five. And what you do is if you can shore up that interior pass rush. And that gives those outside Sanders and Thomas a little more leeway. They're not going to get double teamed. They're going to have a little more, you know, freedom. Um, it takes the pressure off of them, right? Gives them room to develop. So for me, I, rather than getting investing heavily in another edge rusher who might take, you might then have a log jam with the, th- you know, with the Sanders, Thomas, and whoever you bring in. Let Sanders and Thomas go as the starters. And invest in the interior where you have to replace JJ Watt anyway, right? So bring, you know, have Zach Allen, have have whoever you're getting in the interior, you know, shore that up. So that's that's kind of the direction I'm going with that. Easy no series is agreeing, right? Um, but you know, listen, there's different ways to do that. I I like Skaronsky as a prospect, and like if they drafted him, I think he's gonna be good, and I'm not gonna be like, oh, that's that's a bad pick. I just more from a, from a draft strategy perspective, I just don't want to, like, I think the only offensive linemen you should take in the top 10, top 15, even are tackles. He's a tackle, but we don't need a tackle. And like, if we play, if we draft him and play him at tackle, we're wasting Humphreys or Josh Jones. Like if you have a player who's an NFL caliber starter, you don't draft someone to play ahead of them. So it's like, it's not about Skaronsky as much as it's like how to make that work. So for me, I'd rather take like Jalen Carter and get a center in round two and a guard in round three, maybe if you want to do that. Um, so, but the, it's no hate on Skaronsky. It's just about right. the roster side of things, right? I think he's a great player um, and I, he can move inside, but I don't want to take a guard in top five. You know, that's just me, but I don't hate the player. So, um, but yeah, and let me get a couple of comments and we'll, then I'll ha- we'll have you jump in. Uh, we got Robert G. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you. Uh, Cliff don't know how to use Rano more. I think we should keep more. I think we should keep more at least through his rookie deal. And I just, if a guy has shown flashes and promise and he has shown that when he's healthy, he's really good. I get, he hasn't been healthy, but when he's healthy, the dude can make plays you don't you keep them through their rookie deal and you give them every chance to for it to pay off. You know, Andy Isabella, we got rid of him, you know, towards the end there, but it, there weren't those there weren't enough flashes. So, I'm keeping Rondell Moore. Do you pay him more, you know, do you keep him around if he can't stay healthy, you don't necessarily extend him for much money or at all, but I don't want to move on from him, but I, I understand where you come from. Um Let's see. Uh, easy no steroids saying uh, edge and backers are good enough. Just need defensive interior. Um, let's see. Let's see. We've got who else has jumped in here. Okay. I think that's it. All right. I'll let you jump in there though, Aaron. That's a, that's, that's a lot uh, to think about. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe I could be talked into, you know, uh, having Rondale Moore stay um, whoever, mentioned that comment i have a terrible short-term memory uh you made a good point um you know maybe a different coach would actually implement him the right way you know like we saw against the vikings uh yes thank you rapper g um like we saw against the vikings week two of the 2021 season 
um, that's around the more that we thought we were going to get. Um, but it also at the same time, I, 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 I'm, I'm still mixed on it. So, um, but I, I basically, I'll leave the door open at this point. Um, so yeah. Robert, you talked me into that. So congratulations. Um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, and then the other thing, you know, about trying to take a defensive lineman is if it's a, if it's a guy that's going to have a, a going to have a Jordan Davis kind of impact um, on a game, or uh, Trayvon Walker for the Jags, if there's a guy like that on the board, then that then yes, the Cardinals should take him. Now I'll admit I have not like watched any look at film uh, for these guys yet, so um, all I know is about the the edge rusher from Alabama being really good. Uh, what's his name again? Uh, Will Anderson. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if he'll fall to us. I don't even know if the Cardinals would pick him, but um, you know, and that's the other thing right there. You know, what, what about trading out of, you know, the top five? I mean, I'm not talking about getting out of the top ten, but mm-hmm. moving on down two or three spots, you, you could pick up an extra second. Maybe sometimes you could fleece a first. You know, maybe kind of something in the draft like that. And we pick up somebody, you know, or two, you know, we get a better price or a better pick. So um, there's, it's so, it's so much to talk about. It's like, we need a whole mock draft Monday to really get into it. Which we will be doing uh, sooner rather than later. But yeah, so Jordan P has this comment. If you can't get Will Anderson and Jalen Carter, you trade down out of top five. I like my Jay and Cam, but you don't pass Will Anderson for them if, uh, he is there and Carter isn't. And like, you know, listen, I know Will Anderson is, is, is you know, the, this blue chip edge rush prospect, and I have nothing negative to say about him. I mean, he's, he's from everything I'm hearing and seeing, he's worthy of a top five pick. So it, it's, it's a, one of those things where like, if they take him, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it was a bad move because I get the idea you take that guy. I just, with how I like to build rosters, I like taking my edge rushers on day two, maybe day three, develop them, which is what they did with Thomas and Sanders. And if, and, you know, again, get that interior defensive lineman. I, that's me. And if, you know, if Will Anderson, and, you know, I like the idea of trading back. Like there's, there's going to be teams that want quarterbacks like, you know, Carolina and, you know, and Atlanta potentially. Like if you trade back to maybe number eight, you know, and add like a second round pick and maybe another pick, for doing that. And you still might end up getting someone like, you know, Keely Ringo, like, or some other, like a really good player, a stud, but you've added a second round pick, you know? So, you know, I think moving, you know, trading out might also be potentially the move. I will say for me, the only two players I really like, if the car in the, if the Cardinals pick in the top five, the only two players I really would take at that spot would be Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. And I would lean towards Jalen Carter because what I like about the position. Um, but, um, you know, and, and Jordan P makes a point here, like, you know, Cam Thomas can move inside and out plan. Uh, he has been moving inside. Will Anderson is a Von Miller, Micah Parsons hybrid prospect. So, and you know, I could maybe be talked into like, yeah, go with Will Anderson. If what you're going to do is move Cameron Thomas into that three technique, like, you know, to play across from Zach, Zach Allen, um, I don't mind that, right? But I those are the only those are the only two players I feel like taking the top five is is Will Anderson or uh Jalen Carter. Um 
any other thoughts? I think we're, we're going to probably get out of here soon. It's, you know, I know it's, uh, it's kind of a holiday week and, and stuff, but uh, any, any thoughts before we get out of here, Aaron? I, I don't think I have any. Um, it's okay. just been nice for once to be back uh, on a day where I don't got to be, you know, back at the, uh, you know, at the school, you know, crack of dawn and for actually for my Wi-Fi to actually hold up. So this has been good. Nice. Well, it's been good having you here, Aaron. Uh, you know, I miss I miss the the band. You know, being together, and it's good to have you back together. Um, you know, and you know, um, you're also writing for AZ Sports Underground with us as well. So, you know, uh, we got Kyler Bird, Aaron Van Buren, and myself all together on AZ Sports Underground. So make sure you check out his uh, Aaron's stuff there. Um, follow him in on Twitter, AVB Sports. Links uh, in the comments or description below. Um, we're going to get out of here, everyone. Thanks for hanging out with us. We're going to get going uh, with Mock Draft Monday soon, though. And, again, if you're interested in one of the uh, the T-shirts, send me a message in Discord. Um, and I hope everyone has a great new year. And, if again, if you're going to that Atlanta game, make sure you message me uh, in Discord. Let me know because I'm going to be there. would love to catch up with folks at the game, maybe, you know, get a picture or something of us hanging out, you know, uh, and, you know, something uh, during the game. So thank you everyone for hanging out with us for TCR live. We're going to get out of here. I'm going to do my shout outs uh, before we get out of here. Anything you want to say, Aaron? Um, you know, just uh, no matter how bad the football gets, just enjoy it because before you know it, the games we have are going to be decreasing and then we'll have nothing to watch, but basketball, the AFL, and then the XFL, who knows, USFL, whatever's coming back this year. Uh, so live it up, soak it up the football, just hope for good games. Uh, and, uh, and then, you know, we, we will, uh, really get back into it, you know, after, you know, at least, you know, we'll do the mock draft Mondays, but then we'll really pick it up, you know, once the Super Bowl ends. So enjoy your football, enjoy your new years, whatever you celebrate. And, uh, Joe, I hope you enjoy the game in that huge stadium they have down there. Thank you. I, I'm planning on it going down there with a good friend of mine and one of his friends. So it'll be good. So, all right, everyone, we're going to, I'm going to do the shout outs for the, the channel members. Thank everyone who supports this channel. Uh, and we will see y'all next time. Peace.